Hey, welcome back to the program. You know, I can tell you about the daily case count numbers, but really, do you do you need to? Do you? I mean, it's not great. I mean, and you know what you need to do, right? You know what you need to do. You need to stay home. You need to stay safe. You need to wash your hands. You need to do it. Wear a mask. You know. You know what you need to do. So let's just uh, let, let, let's just take some advice from Doug Ford here. The premier said this, folks. Why don't we take a break in negativity for three or four weeks? As Doug Ford this week, and I, you know, some people uh, when they heard that they, um, well, they reacted cynically, uh, and I might have been one of them. And then I thought to myself, well, what does that get me? What does it get me? What is what? Is it help me at all? It doesn't. It doesn't. We got a stretch to go here, folks. It's going to be a rough month for a lot of people. And so we need a way to be positive. We need a way to be happy. And you know what? Sometimes, sometimes you just need somebody with a badge to come up and order you to be happy. What you need in your life is a happiness officer. And that is the role of my next guest, Julie Wish, who is a culture specialist and a happiness officer. Julie, what what in the world is that? (laughs) Hi, Alan. Uh, It's a pretty unique role. I'm basically someone that works uh, for a tech company, and I'm in charge of, you know, different initiatives and ways I can keep people engaged and excited at work Um, and just trying to think of thoughtful things to keep people, I mean, especially during the pandemic, trying to keep people upbeat. Okay, and maybe it's just my outlook on life, but when I hear the company is trying to do upbeat things to keep us all happy, I immediately want to run for the exits. So how do you do that and and deal with a misanthrope like me? Okay, that's a that's a great question. I mean, I, I did this job before the pandemic um, for three years, so I had already built a lot of great you know, exciting programs and we had a lot of, you know, exciting things going on. And of course, um, during the pandemic, that that changed quite a bit. So it's not the same as before when I used to be able to just surprise the office with like an ice cream truck or an exciting initiative, a meditation in office, anything like that. Um, It's definitely not as easy as it used to be, that's for sure. Um, Having to find ways to stay more creative. And then also, you know, similar to your point, not everyone is looking for that. So just finding ways to do little simple things and not try to force any fun on people in a time where people are pretty, you know, tired of Zoom meetings and, and virtual hangouts. Right. Because it, we did this thing recently where we we're like, oh, on Canberra Fridays. And there was yeah. a kind of, there was a revolt from below. <laughs> we're like, forget it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not shocked to hear that. <laughs> so, All right. Give me some tips here, Julie. Help me out here because I okay. think a lot of people, they're facing a long month here. Um, what can we do? Let's let's start with the, the employers out there, those that might be running businesses. What can they do yeah. to help keep their workers more engaged and happier? Yeah, well, I think for sure, like for starters, definitely, you know, if you don't do this already, sending out different surveys and feedback forms to find out what people really want because, the things that might have been really exciting to them before, like these types of initiatives, even last year at the start of the pandemic, those have changed a lot. So where you were doing those happy hours or, like you said, you know, going on camera every Friday, that used to be kind of fun the first few months. But now that we're a year in, maybe it's not um, something that, you know, people are super pumped about. So I think like listening to what people really want and finding ways to incorporate those on the regular 
And then also sort of accepting that sometimes doing less is doing more right now. People are, you know, really burnt out in general. So I think, you know, finding simple ways, um, even if, you know, I've heard of companies doing things like giving people one day off a month um, as like a, you know, special initiative to have like their own me day um, so they can kind of recharge and and reset. So um, little things like that, if you can kind of give people, you know, the benefit of the doubt that they maybe all they want is a little bit of time to themselves right now. Okay, now let's flip this because I think sometimes we put too much onus on our employers to make us happy, and we yep. have a responsibility as employees, and we're stuck at home. Most of us, I mean, not all of us, but many of us. Uh, give, give me a, give me a sense of how to to write your thinking or just your perspective to be able to increase your own happiness. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. We we put a lot of pressure on on workplaces. And we expect so much from them, but it, it's up to the people too. So I think, you know, having people, you know, with the right attitude and and finding like the champions within your company that are really passionate about this stuff. Not everyone has someone like me in, in a role there to rally people together. So I think, you know, just really, you know, listening to people, giving them a voice, and you know, finding ways to to get engaged that way is is pretty huge too. Hmm. Julia, is it a is it a different approach when you're dealing with tech companies? I mean, I guess the the cohort would be younger, the, mm-hmm. the workplaces would be different. A different approach there for generationally? Yeah, I would say, you know, generally there is. I think, you know, to be honest, the biggest challenge right now is that we were able to do so many things when we were in this physical space. Like, for example, Uberflip, we have a thirty thousand square foot space at Queen and Dufferin. We have everything from an on-site gym, a classroom, like we would do yoga and meditation, like a big kitchen with snacks and coffee and all these things. And, you know, it's really hard to recreate that virtually. There's only so many ways we can send things to people or try to do virtual events. Um, So I think if you already had a lot of those things going on, it is really challenging to match that. And then if you didn't really have these things going on, now you're thinking, okay, well, we have to do something because we don't really have anything to offer people right now. Um, when it comes to that. So I think, you know, tech companies are definitely ahead of the curve when it comes to those types of offerings in the, in the physical space. Um, and not everyone is really used to being, you know, fully remote and having access to, to different things. Yeah. That workplace you just described, it's, that, that seems so foreign, I guess. I just work I in a different kind of world. We have a, we have a section here in the newsroom uh, graphics section, and because it's graphic artists, they tend to be younger. And over in there, they they had like a foosball table. And yeah, it was like, we have it that was, too. <laughs> it was just like to the rest of the newsroom, who you know, the older cohort, just was like that is just completely bonkers. But it it makes <laughs> it makes sense just to give people that mental break. Exactly, and a lot of people would come into our space and, and see things like, you know, ping pong tables and food, ho- like foosball, air hockey, all these things, and think like, well, when do people work? And I mean, <laughs> people people work all day, and no one's like clocking out right at five p.m. The same way you'd want to go out for a walk or grab a coffee, it just gives people like the chance to have some fun and, and break up their day a bit. And I think you know that was such a great thing people really looked forward to every day, like meeting new people in the office and really just. You know, if you're having a rough day, you just go and do something like that for 10 or 15 minutes and you don't, just kind of makes you feel really good and um, you're ready to get back into it. I'm thinking with Julie Wish, who's a culture specialist and a happiness officer for a, um, a tech company here in the city. It's, it's such an interesting thing. Uh, how do we 
Let's play Doug Ford. Let's bring Doug Ford back in here again. Doug, what's your, what's your wish for everyone? Folks, why don't we take a break in negativity for three or four weeks? Okay, let's just put the politics aside for a moment. Uh, do you ascribe to that kind of just compartmentalizing and maybe just, you know, shelving some negativity for a month? Yeah, I mean, even me, I, you know, I feel like I'm generally a really positive person. I have moments where, you know, throughout this pandemic, it's it's been so hard to be this type of person for everyone. But I feel like, I think as much as that was a comment that probably really, you know, upset a lot of people. I think people <laughs> did kind of think to themselves, you know what, I'm not going to do it for Doug Ford, but I'm going to do it for me. Yes. And I'm going to like spend this next month. I'm going to like do some things that make me happy. I've been seeing a lot of that like narrative on social, which I think that's like the right thing to do. You know, you don't have to do it because Doug Ford told you to. I don't think that's uh, something that's going to happen with everyone. But I, I do think people are kind of thinking, you know what, Hopefully there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Like I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be happy for me and for my family and my friends. Um, and that's kind of like the narrative you have to play right now. Julie, it's like you're reading my mail. I think I did. <laughs> I think I did like a 15 minute segment yesterday and I did not. I did not succinctly put that together just the way you did. So thank you so yeah. much, Julie. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Julie Wish is a culture specialist and happiness officer. Please take care and stay safe. Well, wasn't that something? Um, Sheba Siddiqui is with me. And Sheba, uh, you suggested during that interview that I should take on a role here at Global News Radio. What do you think? Carter, I think you would make a great happiness officer. Really? But you know, you work with me every day. You know that that happiness is not my forte. I feel like since yesterday's conversation with you on the air, you've turned over a new leaf. You could be a real role model, a mentor around here for happiness, for turning around that negativity like the premier wants us to do. Well, I didn't you love that from Julie? Hit that one more time, Loretta. Hit, hit me with Doug Ford one more time. Folks, why don't we take a break in negativity for three or four weeks? You know, I'm not going to do it for Doug Ford. I'm going to do it for me. I love that. I love it. That's the only reason to do anything, Alan. (laughs) I have faith in you, and you're going to be my happiness guide through this. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now, how do do you stay happy, Sheba? (laughs) I take breaks from my family. (laughs) I go outside and get the heck away from my family, to be honest with you. Um, I'm outside a lot. I feel Uh like being in nature, being... Hiking in a forest, just honestly, being, I love my kids, being away from my kids, and sometimes my husband. Greatest. I do wish we could spend more time alone together. I really, Since this pandemic has begun, I, we're barely ever alone together. But um, that's what I do. I, I take a lot of alone time. I focus on myself. I, I've started focusing on my health, which I found has made a tremendous difference. We were ordering pandemic pizza around here all the time before. Oh, yeah. Now just eating healthier, getting my exercise in. And, you know, a lot of movie nights. We've turned our our weekends into movie nights. And now that the weather is getting better, you have to admit that makes a huge difference. Yeah, it it, absolutely, it does. Um, However, you know, COVID giveth and taketh away at the same time. So, you know, I think as the weather gets better, it does improve my mood. But it also reminds me of like, oh, you know what I really want to do? Oh, I can't do that. I really want to do. I can't do that. So there, there is that kind of giveth and taketh away. But I, I totally, I totally hear you. And 
Man, isn't it? it, It's hard for everybody working at home, especially yourself and and, and others. And and I think of my wife. I mean, I come to work. I actually get to go to work. So I I take that as a privilege. I get to go. I mean, I see people just in the hallway. I mean, that does something for your mental health, just this kind of, you know, just passing people by who are acquaintances and work colleagues, but not necessarily friends. That's really helpful. My wife, all she has to deal with is my sorry butt coming home super grumpy every day. And so, I, you, so all these people all trapped up together. He's like, "Yeah, you got to take breaks from family. You got to get out. You got to get away from the family." I completely agree with you, and that's really that's what's kept me in a good place. I mean, I'm usually a person whose glass is half full anyway. But I mean, it's been there have been some trying times in this pandemic, especially when you see friends and family who are getting sick or struggling or. You know, it's not an easy time for a lot of people. And just to keep in mind, to count my blessings, that's a big one. The fact that I even get to work from home. There's some people mm. like you and others who were ha- forced to go in, you know, with, I mean, it's not the safest right now. And it is an anxiety for many people. So I just try to mm. count my blessings. That's where I'm at with this. You know, my wife and I were talking just yesterday. It's like, you know, in the, in the beginning of the pandemic, a year ago, it felt like it was just so intense. And you, I, I thought, oh, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. And that seemed to have gone away. It, just, it was just like, oh, I'm going to get through it. I'm, I'm not going to get it. And you know what? In the last two weeks, like it just, um, my, con- my concern level about like personally, my personal safety and whether or not I will get it, I'm in the 50s, you know, like, you know, and these outcomes are not the best for once you get into, you know, the, the certain vintage that I am. And so suddenly there's a, a concern there that I, I don't think I've had for a year. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think there was a report that was out last week. Uh, one in 38 Canadians has now had COVID. I think there were, we reached the one million mark. And that sort of, I think that was in the Global Mail. And that, mm. that just made me, you know, a double tick, like one in 38 people. That's I don't want to get COVID, although if I were to get COVID, I would be on the air with you every day giving you a play-by-play of my symptoms of, you know, what's happening. And at this point, like, I know people who are at home and they're working from home, they're isolating at home, and they rarely leave the house, and they've gotten COVID. I know. So these know. variants, it just it's scary. It worries me. It does. It does. Sheba, it's always great to talk to you. Thank you so much. Appreciate you being on. Appreciate your hard work. Thank you to you for listening today as well. And I hope you learned something. I hope you brought something away. I hope maybe, maybe today you can find some kind of happiness, you know, because here's the thing. It's up to you and me. It's not only up to you and me to do the right thing, but in terms of our own mental health, you know, we can't look to others. You know, we can try and lean on those around us, but at the end of the day, you got to you got to look out for yourself and look out for your own mental health. And please do that. Make sure you take some time today. If you need to take a moment today to say, I'm angry, then do that. If you need to take a moment today to say, I'm scared, then do that. But after you've done that moment, take a moment to say, you're doing great. We're going to get through it.